when we talk about these internalized stereotypes of masculinity, we have to understand and say, okay, well, what's even valuable to us? Have we even taken the time to consider what it looks like to be a man, an embodied and aligned man? Have I even taken a look at what that means to me so that I can actually not judge myself for not meeting standards I don't even agree with? My name is Johnny Elsasser, and I'm a former Special Operations U.S. Army Ranger and Tactical Commander to the U.S. Ambassador's Protective Detail. I have seen the struggle even the most hardened men have faced when they combat their inner demons, and I am here to shine a light on those struggles to show that no man is exempt from adversity and internal pain. Men from all walks of life share their stories of hardship, darkness, and perseverance so that every man knows that whatever he is going through, he is not alone. Evolution for men begins now. All right, everyone, welcome back to the art of masculinity. Today, I'm going to jump into self judgment for men. This is probably one of the biggest things I I think most men deal with. Now, I can speak for myself. I know it's probably one of the biggest things that I deal with on a daily basis that I have to work through, have to process, have to course correct, for a lack of a better term. But it's one of those things that can really drive us to negative states of mind. And it's what a lot of men I've talked to, it's what a lot of men I've seen do is they struggle with their self-judgment. And there's a lot to self-judgment. Predominantly with men, it starts really with the cultural expectations and influences from society saying that you know, you're not good enough if you aren't this, right? Or you're not good enough if you can't perform at this level. So this has to do a lot with kind of your upbringing. It has to do a lot with media. It has to do a lot with peer pressure. And it all shapes this perception that we have of the expectation of how we're supposed to be in this world. And a lot of times what happens is we start by believing that if we aren't at the level that we see other people at or that we see modeled for us, if we're not capable of being at their same level, we tend to judge ourselves incredibly harshly and become that really, really bad critic. Now, there's an un- underlying issue there. And the first underlying issue with that is that when you have the self-judgment based on your upbringing, based on societal expectations, based on what you see on the media, what happens is you're forgetting that there's a lot of work that takes to get to that level of proficiency or that level of expectation or that level of standard. There's a lot of training. There's a lot of conditioning. There's a lot of constant work in whatever it is that you're looking at. And so we as men tend to see other men in this area and think that we are now less than that. So we've judged ourselves already without even having any type of measurable effort to be at the same level as that person in any field or the expectation of society saying we're supposed to be at this level. If we haven't worked at it, then obviously we're not going to be at whatever level we're expected to be at or that we believe we're expected to be at. And we're going to struggle with our own abilities there. But what men don't realize is that when you're not putting in the effort, you obviously can't be there. You can't be at a level that somebody else is at. You can't be at another standard that somebody else is at when you're not putting the effort forward to be better in that area of life or be better in that area of physicality or expectations. So it's kind of like that first, yes, it's a, it's low-hanging fruit. Yes, it's one of the, the starting points to all of this. 
but it's probably one of the biggest things I tend to find in myself and tend to see in other men. You know, there's that saying, don't compare your year one to my year 20, right? And there's a lot of truth to that because I think as humans, we tend to see where we would like to be and think that somebody got there within a couple months and we should be the same. But that's not the case. You can still create success within the earlier years, but the level of proficiency is not going to be there until you put in the time and effort, the repetitive training or consistency to be at that level. So it's kind of that first piece to self-judgment is we, we get really harsh on ourselves, but it's predominantly because of the fact that we are struggling with understanding that what we're looking at is not necessarily the truth of where that person was or, or the level that that person was at when they started. And we're comparing ourselves to that. So that's the first piece of it. It's kind of like the roots of self-judgment is, is we see that and then we don't really address the underlying steps that it truly takes to get there and we don't give ourselves grace. It's kind of like the start of all of this. So struggling with unrealistic standards is another piece that we put on ourselves. And that kind of is part of that inception to the self-judgment, which is the we have a standard or we see a standard. And then we think that if we're not at that standard already in a short amount of time that we're failures. Furthermore, we'll think that, okay, if we can't get up to that standard every single time, then we're also a failure. And both of those are untrue. So a short amount of time, obviously untrue. But then when we have that level of standard, when we we create this unrealistic standard, and we're supposed to be there every single time and everything that we do, it's just not realistic. You know, you're a human being. And the thing with human beings is we have good days and we have bad days. The most successful people on the planet have bad days. You don't see them, they have bad days, okay? And so you have to remember that as a human being, things fluctuate. You have the ability to absorb bad days and you have the ability to be more consistent in your good days. Again, all comes with training that standard, but the unrealistic standards of achievement and success and all this polarizing viewpoint of where men should be at a certain age can really bring, or men should be in life in general, just even wherever they're at. But it could put you in a position of judging harshly if you aren't meeting, like, for instance, this is, again, easy for me to say something like this because it's all over the internet, but if you're not making a million dollars in one year, right, of being an entrepreneur or six months of being an entrepreneur, every single influencer in business wants to put that out on social media. And then every single person looking at it's like, I'm a failure if I'm not at the million dollar mark in six months or in 12 months. Okay, it's the same thing as men. We see some of these, and a lot of it's fake, to be honest. (laughs) Like I can't even tell you how much of it is actually really fake. But when you see these high level of standards being put out there, and it's not a credible source, and it's somebody that's just trying to give a perception of who they want you to believe they are, you have to have your bullshit meter up. And you can't use that that, um, story or that person against yourself. You really can't, guys. You know, I heard Taylor Sheridan uh, say this on the Joe Rogan podcast. I thought it was really powerful. And even Taylor Sheridan, who a lot of you have probably seen at least one thing, one movie he's created, said that he's been broke 
in his life longer than he's been wealthy. And that's saying a lot for somebody who's incredibly successful up until this point with a lot of movies and TV shows and stuff like that. And if you see the success that he has money-wise, knowing some of the things that he's part of, you're like, what? How has this guy been broke longer in his life? And obviously, like that is a true statement from somebody who's pretty genuine. Like You can tell he's pretty genuine on the show. You can tell he's pretty genuine in who he is. And that stuck with me. And it was a reminder for all of us that you know these, these stories, these unrealistic standards that we see, uh, especially for us men, there's a, a whole backstory to a lot of it and a lot of years that you're not putting into context. And then you have to, again, have the bullshit meter up to know what's even fake. So there's a whole conversation there that I think as men, we need to really have with ourselves before we go into judgment about where we are in life and what we're doing. The other piece is another struggle that creates an issue with judgment is fear of vulnerability. So it kind of falls right in lockstep with these unrealistic standards and judging yourself is that when you feel the pain of that, for instance, and you start judging yourself, most men are not going to be open about why they're feeling down about the position they're in in life. They're not going to share with other people, other men, that they feel a certain way because the fact that if they expose that vulnerability, they feel like they're going to leave themselves emasculated. They feel like the perception of that person is going to be different of them. And they have created a perception of how that person perceives them and they want to live up to that standard, which could all be incorrect anyways, right? Meta perception. So what happens is when men are fearing this vulnerability, and I heard, I heard another thing about this. Dude was talking about how men can't be vulnerable or can't be... I'm going to misquote him here. I think it was something around being vulnerable with his wife and, and his kids, and men can't do that. And I was like, well, that's a, I think that's a little... There's a, little, a lot of context missing to that. So I I didn't listen to his whole interview, but I heard this part of it and I was like, eh, I don't know that I really necessarily agree with that. But for this point of conversation, I want to say that whether or not you believe that's true, the point is, is that being vulnerable with your friends, with men in your life is a great strategy for you to release some of this self-judgment because a lot of them are going to bring back a realistic perception. A lot of them are going to bring back like, well, yeah, well, you you see Taylor Sheridan, he looks really successful right now, but have you heard this quote on on Joe Rogan that he talked about? Or have you seen how long this guy's been in the the film industry and how much he's put out there and all that stuff? Have you really taken the time to look at what it took for that person to be successful or be this certain appearance of, of what it is to be a man? Have you taken the time to look what that person's done? And do you actually even value that? One, but then also... Have you put in that much time? And so when you bring other people in and you allow yourself to be vulnerable, you give yourself the opportunity to shed some of this self-judgment. But societal norms really discourage men from expressing emotions and seeking support. It doesn't really want us to be part of that conversation because at the end of the day, it's told us that men can't share those things. And then you get guys like you know this one dude talking about how being vulnerable with his wife and kids is not really something a man can ever do. Again, I think there's context to that that needs to be shared, but whether on his side or in the sense of like why I believe he could say that. But at the end of the day, fear of vulnerability is part of what breaks us from even allowing us to break free from the self-judgment. 
The internalized uh, stereotypes is another thing I want to address with this. And often it's these very flawed views of masculinity, very, very flawed views of masculinity because majority of people talking about masculinity are basing it off of a perception that they have personally that they have grown up with. I talked about this with Jack Donovan on one of my episodes. I've talked about this on Instagram, but you hear people who are uneducated in and ignorant when it comes to the term masculinity. And they say things like traditional masculinity. It's not a real thing. That's not real because tradition is, if you're going to call it tradition, you're going to say that there is a constant theme that is shared amongst every single man. And it is, it is a prevailing theme of masculinity across the world, cross-culturally, globally, everything. That's not true. There is no traditional masculinity. What you have is an experienced masculinity from whoever modeled it for you. Whoever you valued, however you perceived it within society through whatever it is you watched, whoever it is you interacted with, all these things. So I bring all this up because it, it comes around to the stereotype of what masculinity is supposed to be like. And there's no actual, there's no common theme. Now, you can say that there is some similarities with, within genres of, say, movies, right? Like that's probably your closest thing to a common theme. But aside from that, society doesn't really have that. It doesn't, masculinity doesn't look the same in Alabama as it does in Washington state, right? Like it just doesn't. And that's a fact. Cross regionally, let alone cross culturally, masculinity is far from being consistent. So when we talk about these internalized stereotypes of masculinity, we have to understand and say, okay, well, what's even valuable to us? Have we even taken the time to consider what it looks like to be a man, an embodied and aligned man? Have I even taken a look at what that means to me so that I can actually not judge myself for not meeting standards I don't even agree with? You know, and this is probably one of the biggest things I see is that people want to take the stereotype and perceive that that stereotype is their, their measurement of a man. And then they fail to actually look internally and say, well, what is even important to me as a man? As I interact with the world, as I interact with myself, what is even important to me to value as a man? And so within all of that, that becomes part of the conversation of your alignment. So you're basing self-judgment off of misalignment, which is what you know, I work with men a lot in coaching, but you're basing essentially your masculinity and your self-judgment off of misalignment as opposed to alignment, which is actually defining how you want to show up in this world as a man and the the values and the traits that that man should possess. So that becomes part of that final piece, in my opinion, to this self-judgment. Now, how do we overcome this stuff as men? That's a big question. Again, if you guys are interested in doing a deep, deep dive with it, go over to johnnylsasser.com. You can click on my one-on-one coaching application and you can apply to coach with me. I can definitely get deep into this with you because that's what I work with men on. But Predominantly, what are some of the ways to overcome this self-judgment? Well, the first thing is, is really assess the way that you've been, what you've been measuring yourself against as a man. Remove societal expectations. Remove anybody that's conditioned you on how to be a man. Sit with yourself and ask yourself, what are the standards I've been wanting to live up to? 
and write those down. That's your first thing because you've got to know where you start before you know where you can go. And that is where you can actually understand, okay, this is what I feel like I've been trying to live up to as a man and I don't feel like I'm meeting these standards. The next question is, you need to ask yourself, why do you feel like those are even valuable? And do you still feel those are even valuable? Those are two very important questions because if you cannot justify why they're valuable or if you even believe they're important or valuable, then they shouldn't be part of what you're measuring yourself against. They should be something that you're actually releasing and allowing yourself to move on from because you're operating in misalignment. And the other piece to overcoming this judgment is to making sure that you have a supporting group or supporting cast of men in your life that you can bring this information up to. Now, whether that's in a group chat on Facebook or in somebody's ecosystem, a men's coach, or whether that's you know in person, a church group or a community of, of men that you have that aren't you know stuck in kind of that 3D world paradigm of the matrix where they're just like ass titties and football right like you need a a group that thinks a little differently from that but surround yourself with a safe group of men who can actually provide valuable and meaningful alternative perceptions and conversations to these struggles of self-judgment and allow you to see the world and yourself a little differently so you can start to contemplate the harshness in which you treat yourself and maybe learn to have some grace and soften up. I think that's probably one of your key components on top of actually your self-assessment to really jumping on top of this judgment. And the last piece I'll give you guys, if you really want to tackle this self-judgment piece, is immediately after you say it, and this is one of the things, you're going to say it in your head and you're probably never going to get rid of it. I don't, I still haven't gotten rid of it. And I know men who are well on their development journey who still have these thoughts about themselves. But the difference between us and men who are just purely judging themselves is that there's a little bit of a correction there. And what that means is that when you say something harsh about yourself, make sure you behind that reframe it. So if I say something like, I'm just not good at X, be like, no, I'm working on being good at X or I'm working on getting better at X. I've now reframed it and I'm starting to manipulate the neurological connections within my own brain to hopefully prevent that statement from coming back up in the future. If the more and more I do this, the more and more I'm creating new neural connections. And in those new neural connections, they become, the more I flex that, the more they become hardwired and they become my normal path of response. So that's what we're trying to do. So when you say that about yourself, when you say the negative thing about yourself, counter it, even in your own mind, you can say it out loud too, which is very helpful. But even if you can at least say it in your own mind, and give the positive alternative to that statement to counter it, you will go leaps and bounds away from judging yourself and allow yourself to be open to having a better and happier life. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you guys don't know, I do have a book out. It's called Design the Man Within. You can pick it up on Amazon. It's a great book, especially for men who are looking to start their journey on personal development. It's one of those places where I wish I had a book like this. And I'm not saying I've read every book out there, but I've read a lot of men's books. And predominantly, there's very few that start you off on the journey 
with simplicity and understanding to where you are. So I hope that I delivered that in my book. I have heard a lot of great reviews from it. And it has you know, brought a lot of clarity to men starting their journey and continuing on with their path of men's development, personal development, whatever you want to call it. So if you are one of those guys and you're wanting to start that journey or you're a little early in the journey and you really haven't dove into any books, this is probably one of the first books you should go buy. And I'm not just saying that because it's mine. I'm just saying that because I know I could have used something like this when I was starting my journey. So it's called Design the Man Within. Head over to Amazon, check it out, grab a copy for yourself, and you won't be disappointed. All right, everybody. As always, the world deserves a better caliber of man, and it is our obligation to give it to him.